This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Brewing with Style. <laughs> All we do is brew with style. Yes, Beaverly. It'd be so tempting. Uh, Why don't we have little uh, little intro intro lines? Oh, God. Come on, man. Yeah. No, I, I mean you you could you could, but you got to pass them pass them by me first. I'm just gonna say green screen. There you go. Yeah, I. I, I so we're sort of taken. Yeah, I told Palmer he should. He, he was trying like all sorts of different ones, and they fun. were just horrible. And that was the only good one he had. I told him, it's like, John, <laughs> you need to stick with that one. And every once in a while, he'll like try and slip another one in. I'm like, John, 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 yeah, no, no, no. You need to just stick with the greetings, greetings. Yeah. You know, it's the only good one you got. Keep, keep it that way. That's the only thing going for you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, I would say what a joy it is to have both uh, the dear uh, Beaverly and uh, the dear Porno Steve. Uh, on the show, I, you, you guys are great. I'm, I feel like uh, you participate, you're interested, and yeah, yeah, I, I like having them. It's great. It's good yeah. crew. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is why we're much happier. And, oh, we're and so happy when we do oh, these <laughs> We have a good time. But happiness is yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> Something's overwhelming in this studio. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, Bevo and our curry, uh, or it's uh, Steve and his. Uh, uh, you know, STDs or whatever it is. Damn. Cold-blooded. What, mentioning your STDs on the air? Yeah, man, come or on. Or the smell of your STDs on the air. Gnarly. That's not true in any way. You got all those what do you mean it's not true? Nice try. No, nothing. <laughs> really? You know me. I would never say anything that's not true. Are you implying that I am I am somehow falsifying the evidence? Never. Counselor? <laughs> Never. Senator? <laughs> Senator. The Senator from Wisconsin. <laughs> is this healthy? This is healthy. What we're doing here is healthy. healthy. Don't tell me otherwise. This is healthy. Uh actually we're going it looks like we're going to start <laughs> distributing in Alabama. Alabama. Do they allow alcohol there? They do. They they tax they the holy living crap out of oh, it. I see. At like you know two two dollars for a six pack or I something. Yeah. But uh, they they allow it in uh-huh. because it's healthy. Healthy for you, right? Um, no, we're trying to fill out the entire eastern seaboard. They're not time. on this eastern seaboard. <laughs> well, yeah. By the way. We aren't. Your coloring book's messed up. Are we just saying anything what? that's not California's Midwest? <laughs> that's what they asked. Somebody asked me that. I was I was in Boston. So we we just last week launched the entire Massachusetts market, which oh. you're thinking, ah, you know, is that really that big? Oh, it's it's huge. And, uh, you know, they got a, a, a thriving beer culture going on there. Yeah. And we've got, you know, like the best distributor for Massachusetts, Rhode Island, that ever is and ever would be. They are absolutely fantastic. Atlantic Distributing. 
And uh, we went out there, and, man, those folks are impressive. They know their stuff. They know exactly what they're doing. Every retailer loves them because they're... They take care of the, you know the the needs of the retailer and make sure that they're getting the best beer possible and best condition possible. Just fantastic. So we went out there. I took a, a few of my my folks out there, and uh, we went around a, a variety of places. We went around a bunch of beer bars and went around a bunch of restaurants. Went around a bunch of bottle shops. The bottle shops are clean and organized. There, I don't know if they only took me to clean and organized bottle shops, but uh-huh. I I kept mentioning to them. I'm like. These places are so clean and so well-organized, and they smell wonderful. They're like, yeah, is that not a thing in California? (laughs) I'm like, well, uh, I've seen some nasty ones in uh, California. And they're like, well, this is how we do them here, Uh, you know. uh, And they were were fantastic. And then, um, anyways, I go on and on. But there was a lot of great beer in New England, Uh, some fantastic beers. My absolute favorites... Now, I did not get to try everything, so this is sure. not saying that everything else was not fantastic, too. You know, 99% of what I tried, really, really, really good. I really loved, you know, 99%. Uh, I had a clunker or two out of the 40 or 60 different beers that I tried. A clunker or two, but uh, excellent. 99% excellent. And then, although the math on that would probably be like, uh, you know, 97% excellent. Okay, don't. Don't beat me up over Something these like details. But uh, the ones that I just absolutely adored was uh, Maine Brewing Company. Um, I had their Peeper Pale Ale. I had their Lunch IPA. But the one that really I thought was a flawless, beautiful beer that I'd give 50 points to was their Nitro uh, Old Tom, Mean Tom, Old old Mean Tom Stout. I'm sorry about the name. but That was just freaking delicious. I drank, I drank a couple pints of that. I drank a couple pints of lunch. I thought, I thought, you know, all in all, they're killing it. Really good. And that the uh, IPA that we drank a ton of, cause, mainly because the fake Irish bar near our hotel had it on, and it was the best beer in the entire place, was uh, uh, Wormtown's IPA. Oh, we drank, uh, I drank at least six or eight pints of that in the... In the few days we went and drank it, I mean, we drank a lot of beer there, now, lots of great stuff. But we all were just like, okay, we got to get some Wormtown. At the end of the night, we'd be tired. We've already had a bunch of drink. We're like, all right, we got to, we got to, you know, decompress, and we would go to uh, this fake Irish bar and have uh, a bunch of Wormtown IPAs. Mm. Oh, it was great, yeah. easy drink. I didn't have a hangover or nothing, you know, just well fermented, you know, not fusely. You know, great hop character, sure. you know, well-fermented beers. And that's what, you know, uh, Maine Brewing and Wormtown had that I just loved. And I was like, that's that's quality. That's quality pint right there. Nice. And uh, so we had had a ton of that. Anyways, uh, the point is uh, we're looking to fill in uh, New York, New Jersey. We do. We do Massachusetts. Uh, we're going to have Rhode Island here pretty soon. We do uh, North Carolina, Vermont. We do uh, Philly. We do uh, Florida, and so we're gonna and we're adding Alabama, which is kind of a little bit inland, but uh, we want to fill out the entire you know Georgia and uh, oh, Virginia, South, South and New York, uh, uh, New Jersey, Maine. Uh, we're looking to fill all those out, right? right. And then we'll place a, a a rep over there and let them work that because uh, that just means lots more trips for me over there. 
Yeah. And once I'm there, it's just across the puddle to get to uh, the UK. It's on your way. Uh-huh. I'm going to be in uh, Sweden. Oh, you're going to be there. Uh, in April. And I'm going to be in the UK in April. April as well. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, hook up with my buddy Thomas Franson? Uh? Thomas and I are brewing oh. at uh, Malmo Brewing Company. That's where he is, yeah. On the 30th, I want to say. Excellent. At Malmo Brewing Company. Uh, they're in Malmo, yeah. and uh, we are looking at brewing. We're going to do kind of a take on our Evil Bee Honey IPA, okay. Good. which is tremendously popular. Yeah. So we're going to use uh, you know slightly different honeys that Some they get over there local. that are really nice, and we're going to use. Um, I was going to stuff a sack of honey malt into my <laughs> suitcase. Oh, they don't have it there. He he was able to get some oh. from like a homebrew shop. Yeah. But I checked with the, uh, uh, you know, customs, oh. and they're like, oh, if you want to bring your friend some honey malt, we're good with it. Okay. They give me a, like, response in a day. Well. I'm like, yep, we're on it. No problem. So I printed that out, and I was, like, ready to, like, load my <laughs> my suitcase with honey malt. My whole extra suitcase. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, he's got a great selection of hops, a lot of interesting hops. So I think we're going to make yeah. just a killer example. You get yourself out to Malmo, and you can try that. Uh, you know, a few weeks after uh, I'm there. Yeah, early May. Yeah. Seems like a really nice guy. He is a great guy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be exhausted from the flight, but he's like, oh, we'll do it anytime you want. I can start later. I can do this. I can do that. Just real accommodating. Yeah. Real, real nice guy. He's glad to have you there. Believe me. Too bad I'm such a dick. Yeah. I told uh, him about it. I warned him about it. He'll, 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 he'll learn not to, not to be so nice to strangers. Yeah, that's one of the things you got to teach, teach everybody. You know, be nice. We're going to teach you. What are we studying today? Oh, well, we are studying uh, specialty beer. Oh. Specialty oh. category. What year? What so, year I, don't, I don't know. So, like 2001 Space Odyssey guidelines? Basically, doing? yeah. Okay. So, it was, a, it was a category in 2008. Right. And it was on our list right. to hit. So, when I started researching it. And now 2015. Years, and now 2015, has, there's like 30 categories. Well, there's 30 specialty categories. It has exploded into lots of yeah. little categories. They basically took everything that was that could be encompassed in this category mm-hmm. and then put it in its own category. Like, Which if I it's think a specialty IPA, then right. now it's its own category with the IPA. Subcategory of the IPA. And I exactly. think that's brilliant. I think that's absolutely uh, the way to go. Half the beers in the category were there because they were right, right. Uh, higher end versions of a a right and you you end up with you know a billion different specialty beers and so i think it was brilliant to just add them on as you know a subcategory of ipa or a subcategory of you know something else and it was i mean it was kind of ridiculous just the the style the style examples Mm -hmm. for 2008 are literally one end of the world to the other they were so different right i guarantee you you are probably the first producer of this show or any show I've been on to actually read the style guides and put effort Thanks. into it. So, you know, kudos to you. I appreciate the effort. Um, and it shows. I think uh, we're just banging on all two cylinders right here. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Oh, we're like a Geo Metro. We have at least three. <laughs> hey, could right. be, it could be a motorcycle. A metro, Those are cool. Yeah. yeah. It's more like a lawnmower engine. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> Uh, let's not have no any, any illusions. It's, this is like a lawnmower engine. Can we at least be one of those lawnmowers that you ride? <laughs> a John Deere? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go John Deere. I'd go like uh, Daewoo or maybe uh, <laughs> Fusan. Off-brand. 
Yeah, you know, Yamaha, Yamaha probably, makes, probably makes them. <laughs> no, no, that's that's go. too well known. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gotta go. You know, Ching Hao. <laughs> You're and, uh, just making yeah, up sounds. A Korean car. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be in Korea later in the year too. Oh, really? Korea, Singapore, Japan again. Uh, Singapore. Put they've got the suitcase. the Singapore Homebrewers Conference and Competition in August 2016. I'm going to be there. And Palmer's going, too. Nice. Hey, it's my birthday month, man. Take had, me. You'll both had, be there. <laughs> I had to route Palmer through Taiwan, but, hey, he'll be there unless something happens to him. I don't know. Hmm. Foreshadowing. Maybe they'll keep him there. <laughs> no, we're going to go out. Uh, I'm going to spend a week in uh, Korea, a week in Singapore, and then maybe like three days in Japan on my way back. I don't know how you fly that much. I would, I would go crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I'm taking my daughter with me, mm. and that helps immensely. I'm sure. So it, it, my my kids or my wife needs to go with me, and then I'm good. Mm. And it, I, I'm not afraid of flying at all. I just find it very annoying. You know, I find it very tiring, and I don't like that I can't get up and walk around because, like, the stupid seatbelt sign's on, and, you know, it's just uncomfortable. It's the whole the thing. seats. Yeah. yeah. It's brutal, and it's freaking, you know. 10 hours here, 10 hours there. Yeah. It's, it's it's tough. It's a lot of time. That's why i got to spend at least a week in each destination. Gives me a chance to relax, recover from the trip. But I'll tell you, it's worth it because you meet just the most wonderful people around the world. Oh, it's it's just the best. People, people are so wonderful, especially once you get out of, uh, like, Concord. They yeah. become really good. Yeah. We all know that. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Used to be Pacheco. Used to be Mart- Martinez. Now it's uh, Concord. All right. Let's do this. Uh, we're going to talk uh, more about uh, specialty category uh, when we come back uh, right after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any 
Penny Brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new tap room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery. Four Stacks Brewing, bringing the best of the West Coast style and attitude. Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach, Florida. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We are... uh Currently enjoying some uh, fine examples of uh, specialty beer. Let me let me uh, go over the specialty beer category. Uh, this is really kind of based off of the uh, 2018 style guidelines because the 2015 style guidelines have, uh, and, w- and we'll cover those as well. They've they've broken out. Uh, you know, things like specialty IPA into the IPA category, which I think is a brilliant move. So uh, instead of that being in this one giant specialty category where everything's lumped together, you've got, uh, you know, your regular, you know, English IPA, American IPA, your double IPA, your imperial IPA. Black, red, yellow, white. Black, yeah, and all that is under specialty. And then you could have, uh, you know, session IPA even in there, I guess. Um and so that is a specialty cool. category. To have, yeah, they're, they're all cluttered up with these IPAs. Right, right. Yeah, it, it just kind of messed with the, the category. Uh, so the 2015, I think, is again, is a good move. Uh, they've done a good job, uh, you know, recategorizing that. There's a lot to – I know I, I bash on the 2015. Uh, I, I bash on write-ups all the time. But, um, you know, in general, I do absolutely love, you know, what has been done, the effort that has been f- put forth. Oh, they, moved, they moved it forward for and, sure. Yeah, I think the 2015 is a, is a great improvement on the, yeah. the 2008. So please don't get me wrong on that. Um, 
So in 2008, the category was intended any type of beer, including the following techniques or ingredients. Unusual techniques, stein beer, ice beer, uh, unusual fermentables, maple syrup, honey, molasses, sorghum, uh, unusual adjuncts, oat, rye, buckwheat, potatoes, combinations of other categories where you had like, uh, you know, uh, fruit and a spice beer combined or you had, uh, you know, field beer and, you know, you had all these different, you know, ingredients combined that didn't fit into, uh, you had like coffee and uh, spice, you had, you know, or you had coffee and fruit or whatever. Uh, you know, extremely low alcohol or high alcohol versions, traditional things like sati, uh, you know, um, porter with with Brett, uh, spruce. Oh, yeah, you were you were looking at a spruce one there, Steve, and we didn't get yeah, that. Yeah, the um, propolis. Yeah, that would have been. See, I tell you, that would have been a good yeah. one. Um, experimental things. So there's a lot of different things in there, and and the thing of. The specialty beer category is the character that you're stating as your specialty ingredient or the nature of the beer should be evident in the aroma and harmonious with the other components. So it's not enough to just say, well, bam, there it is. It's got to be, well, here it is, and it blends well, merges well with the rest of the beer. You know, you're, it, it can't affect the, uh, you know, um, flavor negatively and but the aroma's fine. Everything's got to integrate well with the the rest of the the beer category. You should be able to um uh you know have a harmonious uh, uh marriage of ingredients and uh with the, the 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 beer itself. So generally you would uh you didn't have to but you should specify if you can the base style. It would be like, you know, campfire stout is a sweet stout, let's say, uh base and with, you know, graham cracker and uh, uh molasses or something like that. So there's, you know, and then the point being you know, you've got something that tastes like a beer with these other ingredients making a harmonious whole, I would say. Everyone likes a harmonious whole. Uh, in 2008, they... they <laughs> <laughs> you want a laugh track or a drum? drum? Uh, I, drum. I, I am just being totally serious here. I don't know what the matter is with, with all the rest yeah. of you. Uh, commercial examples of 2008 were Bell's Rye Stout. Really, a rice stout is that's okay. Uh-huh. Bell's eccentric ale. Somebody who liked Bell's was writing this up. Sam Adams triple Bach. Really, uh, Utopius. Okay, uh, hair of the dog Adam. Uh-huh. Uh, great Albus Scotts Pine Tommy Knocker Maple Nut Brown Ale. Great Divide Bee Sting Honey Ale. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Stouts, honey, double Maybach, rogues, dad's little help, a rogue, honey, cream ale, dogfish head, India brown ale, Zumerji sticka alt, and uh, doppel sticka alt beer. See, and again, I think that's why the 2015 guidelines have it right. You'd move those into the alt beer category, I think. Uh, Yards Brewing Company, uh, General Washington Tavern Porter. I've had that. Uh, Rauchenfels, Steinbeer, Odell's 90 shilling. Right. Bebo was saying the 90 shilling was in here. I don't know. That's so extremely odd from the uh, yeah. the 60, 70, 80 shilling category. 
that you'd Pretty throw much. a 90 shilling into. Yeah, the yeah. specialty. That didn't make, make sense. Bear Republic Red Rocket Ale. Really? Stone Arrogant Bastard. Really? Huh. Specialty category. Back in the day in 2008. I see. The Evil Twin would be in that category then. Yeah, I guess it would be. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And that's what Bebo was saying. Bevo, not as dumb like a as day she ahead of looks. Us, I think. Yeah. Rude. Oh, sorry. I, that was just internal. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Sorry, I was supposed to mute your mic there. My, that's <laughs> right. completely my bad. <laughs> that's Steve's fault, not mine. I really didn't say that. Steve, Steve just didn't mute me. All right. Um, we have in front of us. Uh, Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. I think in the 2015, that would just be like a nut beer. Everyone has a nut beer. Um, We've got uh, High Water Brewing Campfire Stout. We have uh, the brewery or Shata. And we have a a fine contribution here from uh, Brewer Joe Neugebauer. 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 I'm sorry. Neubauer. Newbauer? There's a lot of letters there for new. That's why I'm kind of going the new guy. G's, probably the G's silent. That's why I'm, That's what I'm, I'm saying Newbauer. Yeah. Newbauer yeah. is yeah. just spelled sure. differently from what I expect. Yeah, from a dude with a name, Zanishef. I mean, really, I got plenty of extra letters for everybody. Yeah. Uh, out of Livermore, he's got a uh, brown ale fermented with Britannomyces, conditioned on raisins and dried mission figs. ABV around 6%. Uh, he has sent in a, a, a sample there. All right. We had the chance to uh, taste this during the break. Yeah. 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 Let's start with uh, Porno Steve. Porno Steve, how do you rank these uh, four beers? I'm going to go with Rogue first. Mm-hmm. It's Your reasoning really, there. really well. Um, not really so artificially sweet in any way. Um it's got good carbonation. Um, well integrated is the hazelnut. Well integrated, yes. Uh huh. Um, then I'd probably go with. Uh, well. <laughs> go with the brewery horchata, second. Mm-hmm. Good carbonation, brewed well. Not too much. On the cinnamon, not too much on the rice, well balanced. Go with campfire third. This particular batch, we were talking about that earlier. It's really well fermented. Um, It's not artificially sweet as well either. Um, The Joe beer... Yeah, I don't... hmm. I just can't. I know it's fermented with bread, <laughs> and it's got figs in there, but just nothing really pops out at all. It's all kind of um, lost, kind of in there. I don't know what. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. just my take. Mm-hmm. It's not disgusting. <laughs> I'm not saying it's it's a terrible beer. I just. I don't know. Com- that is, in, that is in, in, Joe, that in is high praise from Porno Steve. It's not disgusting. 
Oh, Joe, you've, you've, you're, you're really hitting it as a brewer. When Just in Steve comparison. tells you it's not disgusting. Come on, it's it's the default. Do you want to get Joe on the, the air now? Uh, Do we have his number? Yeah, we've got his, his number, number right here. Listed. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think he said he was unavailable tonight. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> if you want to try to call him, go go for it. There's Joe's number right there. I actually oh was just God. checking my email thread with him to see what we talked about, but uh. he says he made himself unavailable tonight. Uh. Yeah, he expected to be kicked in the peaches by yeah, Steve. Raisins and dry. Give it a shot. Yeah. The raisins, okay, the raisins do come out. I do uh-huh. get raisins uh-huh. in there. Uh-huh. The bread? I'd... Yeah? Not really. Not really? I mean, it's it's there, but... Yeah. I think it can be more present. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. That's okay. my... When I think of bread, I think of funk, and I don't... I was, I was telling Mrs. Malty this uh, uh, earlier today on our drive. I was saying, you know, <laughs> here's here's the thing. You cannot tell somebody... That what they're tasting is wrong. If you if you say to me, I taste this, you're not saying it's in there. You're, if, if you said, I taste, uh, you know, potatoes, I can't tell you, well, there's no potatoes in there. It's like, well, so you, wrong, didn't, yeah. you didn't say there were potatoes in there. You said, I tasted a potato-like character. I taste, I taste a lot of vanilla. And I'm like, well, I didn't put vanilla in there. It's all of it's what like, you well, related right. to in your You experience. did not say I put vanilla in there. You said what I taste it's reminds like. me of van- vanilla. I get, I get this vanilla character. I get this, uh, you know, uh, cinnamon character. I get whatever. You are correct. You are 100% correct every time if that's what you say. If you say, well, the brewer shouldn't have put vanilla in this, then you could be easily could be very wrong. So if you always relate it to what you're tasting and what you're feeling and what you're thinking about the beer, you are not wrong. You are 100% correct. If you think a beer is the greatest beer in the world, you are right. Nobody else can tell you otherwise. If they do, they're an asshole. Really. Seriously. You know, it, it's like anything else in life. If you love some, some type of food and you say, oh, you know, and the spicing for me is just right. It's not too hot. It's, you know, just kind of slightly spicy. And, and I love this and I love that about it. Somebody else can say, oh, it's not spicy enough. Or, oh, man, that's, that's insanely spicy. I can't eat that. Well, that's fine for them. But for you, it's the greatest thing in the world. And you are correct because you're just talking about your own personal internal experience. Yeah, there's you no, are, room, for, there's no not, room for error there. You're, it, right, you're it, absolutely right every time. Every Right. Every person has their own internal what, what is great and all that. And all you're doing is sharing your own internal feelings about something. You're not ever wrong in sharing your feelings about something. Those are your feelings, your thoughts, your tastes. They are yours entirely, and you are always 100% right. Don't be afraid to you know, express those things with passion. Don't tell somebody else they're wrong because that's what you taste. But you know, feel free to express, I don't like this. I do like this. Here's why I don't like it. Because to me, it tastes like this, that, the other thing. Here's why I do like it. Because to me, it tastes like you know, this, that, the other thing. You're correct every time. So... You know, don't feel like you need to to follow along with anybody else on on anything. Be your own person and just say what you what you like. I'm sorry I'm up on my soapbox, but that just drives me nuts. You can't tell somebody they're wrong because of what they taste. They tasted it. You cannot you cannot tell them they didn't. Right. 
Right. True. They, you might, True. you know, they may not be able to name what they're tasting exactly. Right, they may right. say, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, you know, I'm tasting, oh, you know, one thing, and then it really is probably better described as another, but they're tasting. Yeah, that's, right. that's, look, what, I, that's what I do look yeah. at, all look the time. At, look at the previous show when, when Steve was like, well, I taste, you know, it's like vitamin. And you well, and I both went, well, mineral. Yeah. And we're like, oh, you're tasting mm-hmm. mineral. Then we smell it, and we go like, right, no. Oh. We're like, no, you're right. It's like vitamin. smelling a jar of uh, flint. It's an annoying smell. Right. I definitely uh, agree with that. No, you were, you were 100% right. And so, you know, now we have come over to your way of thinking. Mm. And then I said baby aspirin. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, now I get that. Yeah. And it's not that any one of us was wrong or right. Just we're jogging kind of the sharing, memory. Of... Yeah, we're sharing our, our well, personal well, experience. That's how you learn the terms of tasting, too. Yeah. You do it with yeah. other people. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a beauty. But that's why we do the show. It's like so we can taste them. We can throw out some things of what we're tasting, and maybe you get those two or not. That's okay. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong in what you're tasting. All right. So I'm sorry I went off on a tangent, uh, but it just it's one of those fundamental things about drinking beer and talking about beer that it's drives important. me up the freaking wall. People think like, well, because you said something. Oh my God! You absolutely hate everything that comes from. What did you have last? What was your last place one? Joe's. Joe's the, beer. the one you Joe. drank all of it. You hate everything. <laughs> I kept trying. You absolutely, you absolutely really... hate everything Joe's ever brewed. You you think yeah, Joe is the worst person in the world, and uh, he probably is like a bad human being because you had his beer last. Joe is the Kanye West of beer. Wow. Well, it shows up against right. three really good beer, beers. Right, but but that's the thing. You, you're not saying you, you, you dislike everything Joe's no. ever done. You're just saying this one didn't work for you compared to these other ones. Yeah. Right. It's, it's all in comparison. That's uh, not, all, we, not, it's all not, relative. Not a problem. Not a problem. All right. So you had uh, uh, Rogue first. You had uh, Rogue, orch- horchata, horchata, Campfire. Campfire and Joe. All right. All right. Long long way around. I'm sorry. Oh. I get passionate. I just no, I, I freaking love beer. Worth saying. And I love talking about beer. I love tasting beer. Yeah. I mean that's why I go to Boston. I have like sixty different beers. Every beer we could get our hands on. Uh, you know I loved it. I loved it. Um, but you know you talk about one clunker and people you, you get all up in arms. All right, Tasty, you're up. Hit her up. Um, well, I'm a, uh, I like, you know, they're all really, really uh, well-made beers. I, I like, I like them all. I would uh, probably wouldn't uh, order Joe's again. I don't. I find it sort of like uh, heavy on the like alcohol emphasis, and uh, I think a lot of the uh, the raisin character and uh, hmm. figs have kind of like turned into just. Uh, Alcohol uh, residue, or you know, just to me, it's like a. I get a lot of palate fatigue when I when I drink that beer. Uh, as compared to the the Rogue beer, which I like a lot, it's really well. Uh, it's a well made beer, first of all, right? I mean, that gives you like gets you into the into the into play in a specialty beer category. And uh, I like the uh, hazelnut treatment. It's got a real like. Uh, it's probably an extract, but. Uh, has a real like shell, like you know, a nutshell sort of character to it, kind of a woodiness to it. Really, really good kick out of that. Uh, my uh, second choice, I think the uh, the brewery uh, Rosada is probably a really well made beer. Uh, it's just not as 
Well, actually, I actually, I actually do like it over the Campfire Stout. Not so much that uh, Campfire Stout is just an excellent beer. It's an excellent concept, and and it's, it's and this uh, it's well implemented here. I just think the uh, Orzada is a better uh, implementation. It's got more character, more of a subtleties associated, in particular the vanilla. I like the way it it expresses itself in that beer. Really. Uh, it's it's in, it's not quite in the background, but I think it, it really highlights uh, what the brewer is trying to accomplish with with, with that with that beer uh, in the specialty category. So anyway, I got uh, Rogue. Uh, uh, I say Campfire next. Yeah. Oh no, is that is that, is that, is that or, a, or Chata? Zarchata, then the Campfire, then finally uh, Joe. Following me. The same oh. thing you had. Oh. All right. Well, let's take a short break. When we come back, oh, let me really let's get it straight here. I, I will tell you what the correct order of these beers is. Uh, you know, the, the Steve, Tasty, I don't know what. What the hell are you thinking? I will reveal my answer. We're going to get beat up again. It looks like right oh, after man. this. The Twenty First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Socket JP. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil-coil electric heater. The Brew-Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your Brew-Easy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The Brew-Easy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your Brew-Easy by purchasing just the module you need the new brew easy all grain brewing system see it today at blickmanengineering.com and brew with blickman quality on your new brew easy since the first time the brewing network microphones turned on more beer was behind it more beer sponsors the programming on the bn because like you they love brewing and like the brewing network they love sharing their knowledge morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order 
MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. I'm going to rip these guys a new one here. Jesus, what did you guys have? You had Joe as number four. God. You had uh, Campfire's number three. You had Orchata number two and Rogue's number one. What the hell's going on around here? You got the same ones, don't you? Tasty knows me too well. No. um, All right. I will say this. I'm I'm very conflicted. I will say this. Of the beers I would drink the most of... Oh, well, okay. I'd probably drink the most of the Rogue. I'll take that as a number one. A solid beer with the hazelnut in it. I'm not much of a specialty beer kind of guy. No, I wouldn't order it. And if I wouldn't order a second pint... Right. If I did. But if these were the four beers you would choose from... I might actually just do a pint of each and just call it a day. I'm not sure I would double up on anything here. Gotcha. Right, right. But that's the one I'd probably drink the most of. That does not necessarily mean it's the first place in this competition. Right? In this Well, no, no, it's a layout we, yeah, of we're judging it. Beers. We're judging how, you know, how well made how how well the, the beer is made, right. not our personal preference and style. Exactly. And flavor. And the reason I like the Rogue is it's more plain beer-like, and I think that's one of the reasons maybe you guys like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like just an ordinary brown beer. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, Joe's Raisin Figgy uh, Britannomyces thing. Yeah, right. I think it's pretty damn good. I think it's got a nice balance of the tartness along with the sweetness. I think there's a subtlety there between the between the bread character, a slight acidity, and a balance of the, you still get the raisin and the fig. I think that that is pretty masterfully done. It could use a little bit more carbonation. I see what you're saying about the alcohols. Not necessarily hot, but I'm getting, you know, maybe it was conditioned, Cidery, a, bit, maybe, or, conditioned like a little bit hot with the Brett. And the Brett has started to oh. produce just on the border of a little bit of, uh, you know, acetone-like character. But I'm real sensitive to that. And and I'm not, I you know, this I think is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, the integration... Of the bread, the raisins, the figs, 
it's still very beer-like. It's got a dryness in the finish, a sweetness up front, a dryness in the finish that I think is exemplary of, of a balanced beer as well. All these others finish pretty damn sweet. Right? And I think one of the reasons that people like specialty beers, they like because they're really sweet. Now, the campfire, I would say this is the best campfire I've had. What do you mean? It varies? Is that what you're saying? That they... Uh... I'm saying that I think this is really, really good. Yeah, it's wonderful beer. Mm-hmm. There's a nice kind of marshmallowy. I'm not saying there's marshmallows in it. I'm saying it's got a marshmallowy flavor to it. Graham crackery. Um, and nice uh, stout. It's chocolatey, marshmallowy kind of flavor. Mission accomplished, I'd say. Yeah. So I would say that, you know, if you're talking about s'mores, that's about as close to a s'more as you're going to get in the liquid form. Yeah. I could use a little bit more graham cracker nuttiness. You know, that kind of that taste of a graham cracker. I'm missing that in this beer. So that for me, well, I think that's a a, a well-brewed beer. And I think, uh, you know, uh, I'm getting all these other flavors. I'm not getting enough graham cracker in this example. In this this bottle, not enough not enough graham cracker for me. Well made beer, just slightly under on the graham cracker. Now the brewery, the uh, or Orsada. I actually think this is the best brewed beer of all four. Now, would I drink a pint of that? No. You know, it's it's very sweet, and um, it's got a lot of floral and cinnamon and vanilla and all that. For me, it's that's not my cup of tea, but but it's very typical of the brewery beers. They're, they're going to be like uh, I think that that's one of the best brewery beers. Yeah. It's got uh, you know such great mouth feel. It's uh, you know got a great fermentation character. Just head retention as well. I think that's super well done. Would I order it? No. Would I drink a ton of it? No. But for this category, I think that it's, uh, and I think it's got a great balance. I think it's an exemplary example of the style. And I think it's an exemplary example of brewing this style. I think they've done an excellent job. I would... uh, put the the brewery beer as number one. I would put... Then the road must be number two. No. 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 While I love Rogue, and a lot of the beers they do, I would say for this style, I don't think it's really exemplary of the style because it's, mm-hmm. it's just the hazelnut. It is a spice beer. It's Maybe it's in the wrong category. Field beer, yeah. It's not the right category. I see. So I'd go brewery. I would maybe throw Joe in there. I'm t- torn between Campfire and Joe. I think Joe has really actually done... I I don't know. I I, I know y'all guys were, were dashing on Joe, but... I couldn't... Uh... 
I get a lot of you, I get a lot of what he's claiming on the label. I get a nice dry finish. I get the bread bite. I get the, you know, the bittering in there is that bread bite. I get the little bread character. I get the fig, the sweetness of the fig and the raisin. Maybe it's a style to me, the sour brown character. Yeah. Maybe my personal bias. Well, might be. I couldn't drink probably uh, very much of that. I could drink more Everything of that. Everything else here I could drink. Though. I could drink more of that than... Than the, the campfire? The campfire and the brewery. Really? I could drink probably more of the Rogue. Most of the Rogue. I'm saying that's the most drinkable. Uh, But again, because I don't like all these other flavors in there. What do you think about the carbonation on Joe? Very low. That's kind of killing him. It's it's too low. Ah. The thing that's holding the campfire down for me is I'm missing the, the graham cracker. Do you really get graham cracker in that? I don't. Well, the graham cracker... I get a lot of marshmallow and chocolate. It's like... uh, I'm missing the third part of the s'more. It's barely there on the the sponge. Right. And, uh, you know, I've seen it go up and down in in, in various batches. And, you know, but like I'm saying, this is really good. This is is well-brewed, a really nice beer. But the graham cracker's gone in this one. What do you say, Tasty? (laughs) Right, the What's chocolate, the, the marshmallow no, is fully the, there. The, the, Wonderful. It, it tastes like I remember the beer, and yes, it doesn't have a lot of graham cracker character. Right, which noise because he doesn't use because he uses real graham crackers. To me, right, you get enough character, you got to use like way too many. You have a uh-huh. big big mess. Right, right, right. I say why not add the spices that are in a graham cracker to? Because that's right. what we're looking for, is right. that. Do the basic it, ingredients. Uh, cinnamon wanna, yeah, and, uh, maybe it's uh, nutmeg maybe, and uh, whatever. Something a little more nutty. I yeah. get kind of a nutty thing out of graham cracker. Okay. So build that up right. to make the beer more graham cracker. Right, right. It's tough. It's tough. Um, but I got to go brewery first. Are you having a stroke? Yes. <laughs> This is not the first time you've seen me had a stroke, right? Oh, no. I'd go campfire number two. Unfortunately, Joe has to drop to number three because, again, the carbonation that you mentioned. um, But I think it's still got a great balance, and I'm going to put Rogue as as number four. Again, I think it's a a great beer I'd drink. That's the one I'd probably drink the most of. However, I don't think it's an exemplary example of the style that we're talking specialty. Spice I think the or others, beer. yeah. I think the uh, yeah, right. It would be a spice or, a, or herb or vegetable beer or something like that. Yeah. Whatever hazelnuts fall under. So great beer. I, I I just don't think that that's what you should think of when you think of the style. So um, yeah, brewery, campfire, uh, Joe, Joe. You were you were right in there. I would I would argue that you could be second. Um, that's a that's a quality example. Thank you very much, Joe. And did you do cry, try calling Joe or no, did it not work out? No, no, I didn't bother. You know, it's just, too much effort to like type on the keyboard no, or what? People said he was going to be unavailable. Just call him. No, he's local and he wanted to come in for the show and call said he was him. not available tonight. Just call he him. He lives in Livermore. Just call him. For you God's sake, just call, call him. him. Okay. Call him. okay. Right. Right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, 
Porno Steve will magically have Joe on the line right after this. Or Joe's answering machine. heard about White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Lab's yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, FlexCell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. You have Joe? Well, you're supposed to call him during the break. Do you not know how this works? Yeah, you're supposed to call him during the break. I'm just saying. And Bevo wants me to double fist it? Yeah, no. She's taking Any good beer work. events coming up? Oh, Sweden, Mal Malmo. Oh yeah, there's, there's an event for uh, yeah the uh, the craft brewers conference in Malmo and the uh, the whis- beer and whiskey fest. We're gonna have. Oh well, we didn't get Joe. Joe, hey Joe, great beer, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for sending beer in. Yeah, Joe, contact Bevo Joe. and get a shirt or something. <laughs> All right, thank you, Joe. Thanks, bye. All right, let's send Joe a shirt, too. I can do that. All right. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the U.K., and I'm going to do, like, a, I'm doing a collab with Sam Brooks in the U.K. I'm doing a collab with Beavertown in the U.K. I think we may actually set something with Mondo Brewing. I wish we could have done our friends in Bristol uh, at their, their fine brewery, too, but that's not working into this trip. But, yeah, we're going to have some fun. All right. Um, speaking of having some fun, Tasty, you've been to the Homebrewers Conference. Bevo, you've been. I go, I go every Porno year. Steve has not been. No. I'm just guessing. Every year. Yeah. Well, you, you're not a homebrewer yet. you got to brew before you're a homebrewer. All right. I'm just saying. Soon. you got to knock out Soon. a batch, right? It's kind of. Well, you know, in uh, Balmer this year, 
They got uh, the 2016 uh, National Homebrewers uh, Conference. It is absolutely, I guarantee you, on my life, I swear, that it is the best. If you're a homebrewer, it is the best absolute beer event you can ever go to in your life. If you're going to one, if you're like, oh, I, think I should go to Oktoberfest, I should go to GABF, I should go to GBBF, I should go. No, no, no. The number one thing on your list should be the Homebrewers Conference. I swear on my life that is the best one. There is no other event that is as good as that one. Tasty, will you back me up yeah, on this? Yeah, back you right up. You know, you know, in terms of like a drinking event or, you know... Uh, Drinking, of, knowledge, of, friends. Yeah, it's got everything. It's got yeah. plenty of beer, lots of education, lots it's of organized events, lots everything. of free time. You will this make friends for life there with somebody that you will meet yeah. at the conference. I've got the Huda checks. We're like texting me and going like, "Are you gonna be at the conference this year?" Because you know, like it's like we didn't see you last year and all. The, you know, we because they couldn't make it. I, you know, I don't know. I, I met the Huda checks in Florida. Like how many years ago? Where they were yelling at me about kicking their asses in competition, and we've become the just. I, I love those guys. They're they're brothers of mine, truly brothers of mine. I think I met them in Baltimore. Oh, they're they're they're, just, the other time, they're the sweet. They're wonderful. Time it was, yeah. uh, they're great. But I'll tell you what. Oh no, no, uh, no, no that was last registrations last open week. now. So go to uh, homebrewcon.org, sign up. And yeah, just open today, so get in it there now. Yeah. It got us a really nice hotel, Tasty. Right. You you got it. Oh, the two not of you to, together? Not the two of us, but as a group. Which one, the Marriott? It's a group thing. No, that one was not available. Oh, Bevo's, Bevo's doing the group thing this year. No. Um, go, go and sign up now because it's going to sell out, and then if you wait, you are not going to get in. And then you'll be like, oh, I wanted to go, but it sold out. Get your ass over there to homebrewcon.org and sign up. You're going to you're gonna love it. If you don't, I'm to blame. I'm absolutely to blame. Just let me know. I will make it right. Just go, for God's sakes. Yeah, there's always something going on that's fun to do. Uh, I guarantee it. It's, it's, it's the best time I've ever had. Every time I go, I absolutely love it. Come to the hospitality suite and drink beer with me. We can do that. It's just everything. It's fantastic. All there. I've been so many times, and I've been to so many other things. That's my favorite in the world. All right. Uh, quick recipe. Black Forest Stout. It's out of Brewing Classic Styles. A lot of chocolate and cherry flavors. Uh, it's a good uh, kind of example of uh, specialty beer. Uh, starting gravity 1071 uh, to 1075 once you add the fruit. Uh, finishing gravity 1018. Uh, IBU 38. Color 39 S Rum, 7.6 ABV. You are going to use, uh, let's see here, uh, 13.9 pounds of a British Pale Ale malt. You're going to use uh, seven or th- a three quarter pound of uh, roasted barley, uh, 10 ounces of Crystal 40, 10 ounces of Crystal 80, a half pound of chocolate malt, or 88 ounces. And then you're going to use uh, mash that all at 152 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, you will add a half pound of cocoa powder at the very end of the boil, or you can add it into the fermenter. Then you're going to add a cherry puree, six pounds, two of the, uh, uh, you could add like two of the Oregon fruit uh, cherry puree things, or you can get some other cherry puree, or you can use frozen cherries from wherever. Um, you don't have to go tart on this. You can go the sweet cherries. Uh, you want to get the cherry flavor. 
uh, not necessarily the acidity. Uh, hops, uh, Kent Golding's 5% alpha acid, 60 minutes, 2.1 ounce. You can just do two ounce, you'll be fine. Uh, it's not about the hops. You need a, a bit of bittering to carry some of the sweetness to this uh, because you're going to ferment with uh, White Labs uh, WOP 013 London Ale or the Y East uh, 1028 London Ale. Uh, and it's going to leave a little bit of residual sweetness as well. Um, you ferment that out at uh, 67 degrees Fahrenheit, 19C. Um, you know, when the when the fermentation is, you know, maybe two-thirds of the way through, you see it starting to kind of peak off, you can add your cherry puree at that point, or you can transfer it, uh, you know, over off the yeast onto the cherry puree, and, uh, you know, should turn out to a nice uh, kind of like a like a you know German chocolate cake type of type of character. Oh, great! Oh, see, I said cake, and Bevo just perked right up. Chocolate nice. cherry cheesecake. <laughs> she gave me the stink eye. She gave me two stink eyes. Damn nice. There you go. Uh, well, and uh, let me tell you this: if you want the the stink eye from Bevo. Show up at uh, the Spring Brews Fest. The Brewing Network Spring Brews Fest. Oh, yeah. There Seventh uh, year we're doing it. Saturday, April 2nd. It used to be the Winter Brews Fest. but well, it uh, still is. It's it, just... got, it got pushed because of, uh, you know, Sack Beer Week, or uh, San Francisco Beer Week and some other things. Availability in the park. Too. Super yeah. Bowl. Super Bowl, all that stuff. So Late Saturday, Winter April 2nd. It'll be wonderful. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. And I love the Winter Brews Fest. I was there every year. Uh, but there's still a lot of great people there. Tasty, you're going to be there. Sure, I'll be there. Bevo's going to be there. Uh, Porno Steve's going to be there. It's right across yep. the park from the Hop Grenade, so yep. there's lots of great Hop Grenade beer. Uh, Heretic will be there. A lot of other great breweries. Uh, check it out. Uh, tickets are available at bnbrewfest.com. It's uh, 40 bucks if you order in advance, 50 bucks if you wait for some stupid reason for the day of because you know where you're going, so check it out. I also want to talk about the Brew Jacket. Uh, have you seen this on, uh, you know, uh, Kickstarter? I didn't know they had a Kickstarter. I'd seen the item. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, brew, the brew Jacket guys have a Kickstarter going for a new product called Immersion Pro. So Immersion Pro is a dual heating and cooling all-in-one fermentation control system. You can raise or lower your fermenting beer to 35 degrees, I'm assuming Fahrenheit, above or below your ambient temperature. 35 above and below. Nice. Right. So if it's like 65, you could you could ferment it like 30. Exactly. You wouldn't want Room to do that. You could, uh, but what yeah. that'll allow you to do is lager without a refrigerator. And, uh, you know, if you can crank the temperature up, and let's say your ambient temperature is like 50, and you're like, God, my, my beer's too cold, or 40 even. It's like... A, when when the environment is in Boston, where it was cold as balls out there, uh, is uh, you know too cold. Yeah. Let's say it's forty degrees in your cellar, you could be fermenting at seventy five. You know, sixty eight. Well, yeah. I, I could use what that for these longer fermentations. I'm going to be doing right for my AHA. My I'm going to check talk. this out. I have not used this. I have not seen it, but um, you know. Without a refrigerator, you can get uh, commercial-like, uh, you know, precision. Yeah. So Immersion Pro is a five-inch cube that easily packs away in a closet shelf when not in use. Doesn't increase the footprint of your fermenters. Uh, 
It's perfect for apartment brewing or bringing to a friend's house on brew day. You don't need a whole fridge, apparently. You can just yeah, it just goes on top of your carboy. So on top or does it go in? No, it's a five-inch cube with a shaft that goes into the liquid. Oh, uh, you the, put you know, your shaft into the liquid. Shaft goes right in there, she said. Oh, yeah. You stick your shaft inside. Huh? Uh, Steve, does this sound familiar? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Yeah. Technology is a solid-state heat exchange engine that moves heat into or out of your beer, maintaining within a half degree of your set temperature. It's compatible with standard brew buckets, plastic carboys, and conicals. Special Kickstarter pricing as low as 199 per unit with a September 2016 delivery date. So you'd have to pony up the, the 200 bucks. Yeah, I'm not going to have but, it in time anyway, but I'll uh, definitely look at that when it comes out. I, I think What's it's, the site for the Kickstarter? Uh, www.brewjacket.com for more details, Brewjacket. and they'll have a link to the Kickstarter there. Nice. So very cool. I am interested. I, 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 I always love innovations. I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, you know... Every no. innovation is the best, but... That'll get anybody right into lagering. I mean, because you usually have to, you know, get a, right, right, right. a lot of work for them to get a right environment and to well, think, control temperature. I think the thing that was interesting on this, they pointed out, is like, if you're, if you've got a small apartment or whatever, you're not getting an extra brew fridge. I live on the Pope Estate, and I have plenty of room for as many fridges as I want, freezers, all that stuff. And so I can just, like, slap down another fridge and... You know, yeah. do a lager beer right there, but if you don't have that room for a like a twenty cubic foot fridge, right. you you could just take your carboy and this little thing that fits in, apparently, yeah, put it right on your kitchen you countertop go. and it'll keep it uh, within a degree, right, all day, all night. Uh, we keep mentioning loggers. A lot of people, their problem is in the right. summertime, it's too warm in their apartment or house. They can't even do ales. They can't even do ales. Right. So if we knock 10 degrees well, and keep it constant, that's a great feature. And like my friends in the Northeast, it's cold as balls out there. I'm yeah. just telling you. And so they could use a little help warming it up. And, and the number of times when you're doing like a high-gravity beer and you want to uh, kind of, you know, bump the temperature up, uh, you know, towards the end of fermentation, yep. you want to get the, every last bit of attenuation possible. You need the ability to kind of heat the beer. It sounds like this will heat the beer or yeah, cool it'll, the beer. Uh, yeah, whatever you need to do, up or down. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Is it like a peltier? Uh, yeah, I think it sounds like it is. Yeah, the and way then you just t- reverse directions to or, heat, you know, hey. to change the polarity, it'll heat. Uh, right, yeah. heat or cool. Yeah, whatever you. Very interesting. Yeah. I am. I'm fascinated. I love that. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. Yes? Are we done? We finished? Yep, we're done. Can I go home now? We're finished. Ah, goddamn. Good job, everybody. <laughs> Bebo's like, I'm not even talking anymore. Well, I have to, like, press the button and lean in. And oh, it's you gotta lean in, you know. Yeah, if you have to do that, that's, that's just way too, too damn much work. Right, it is too much. Yes. Well, and I think if you enjoy this work, I would seriously suggest checking out our fine sponsors. I'd su- suggest checking out thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. Because all those goodies in there, when you buy that stuff, any profits goes directly to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps pay for shows like this and keep keep us on the air. And, uh, you know, shows how cool a dude you are or gal you are, uh, you know, walking around sporting some BN gear at your next uh, club meeting. So uh, check it out, brewingnetwork.com slash store. There are uh, hoodies. There are uh, treehouse kits. There are, um, I I saw like a grain silo on there. I saw uh, chewing gum. 
All that branded for your your interest. So many things. Pretty strong. Literally none of those things are there.